Hello, welcome to a new episode of Sam Talks Nerdy. If you're a returning listener, hey, what's up? If you're new here, howdy, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're staying happy, doing well, being healthy, living your best life. Maybe you're getting ready for the Super Bowl, whether it's for a party or you're going to a party, making food, some of that delicious Super Bowl food. I'm a big fan of like bar type food, like burgers, pizza, that kind of thing. So, you know, the Super Bowl is always like one of my favorite sort of eating special occasions. That and trailers is honestly why I watched the Super Bowl. Like, I couldn't care less about football or the very lackluster, maybe sometimes even controversial halftime show. Or sometimes they're just just really weird. I think the last, like, halftime show I enjoyed was the one that Coldplay did, but I forget when they did it. And even then, like, that kind of raised some eyebrows. Anyways, I have a voice message from my best friend extraordinaire, Jason, talking about his thoughts on the need of a Invincible movie. Here we go. Alright, so I'm here just collecting my thoughts. I definitely think that the animated series has covered a good chunk of ground, but since Kirkman has gone on record in stating that some stories may dip into the comics and some may dip out of comics, meaning we're going to get some original stories from Robert Kirkman himself in the animated series, and maybe, just maybe, the movie will actually faithfully follow the comics to a T. You raised some good points, man. I mean, yeah, Kirkman has come out and said that the cartoon will, you know, do have some original stories that were not told in the comics, and I think I have a few in mind, and some even the Invincible podcast talked about, like uh, Mark going to hell to, say, Damien, whatever his name is. But I also have a theory that, you know, Cecil will clone the original Guardians of the Globe. Like, I really think that could be something they could do. So yeah, so while the cartoon kind of you know, sticks to comics but also takes a few liberties, the movie could, in a way, well, not in a way, it, the movie will follow the comics to a T, like you said. But it's just, I don't know, just, just a part of my mind that's like, we don't need an invincible movie, you know, following the comics to a T, or, I can't, sorry, I keep saying that, but like, you know, following, following the comics closely or not. I honestly need to think about getting Jason on here at some point because he would make for a pretty good guest and he and I can make some pretty good episodes together. Who knows, maybe I can make him like a co-host or something, but then again, I have to uh, change the name of the podcast from Sam Talks Nerdy to Sam and Jason Talks Nerdy, and I really do not want to do that. Uh, You know, we'll see what happens. Okay, so for this week's episode, I want to try and start a new segment called Sam Talks the DCU. It'll happen like once a month or once every two months where I, you know, post on my Instagram at the Comic Factor of like asking you guys to post your theories, comments, opinions, worries when it comes to James Gunn's DCU. And then, of course, I will talk about them on the podcast. And I, and I got some pretty good responses for the first installment. So let's get into it. My first comment is from Miss Merle92. They said, I like the lesser-known DCIPs, but I think our patch should be canon, not EW or Elseworld. And Merle, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you right there. Well, yes, Patson slash Reed's Batman is more grounded in reality. It's more gritty and realistic. There is a way to where he can work in the DCU and exist alongside Superman and Wonder Woman and Flash and Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter and Aquaman and all the other sort of fantastical and bigger DC characters. 
to me, a good example of this is the DCAU, you know, the Bruce Timm cartoons. You know, we had Batman the Animated Series. That's all, you know, dark and gritty and and just really much more darker and serious in tone. But then we have the Superman the Animated Series that's more bright and cheery and hopeful and more optimistic. And, well, literally, it's brighter compared to Batman the Animated Series. So we're like, they could, they could have done something like that and be perfectly fine. Well, that would be preferred because I like having a Batman and Superman in the same age range and not a young Superman and then a sort of grizzled and veteran Batman like what we're getting in the DCU, but, well, it's happening. Plus, I mean, you know, Superman and Batman can still have a pretty good relationship even if they're, you know, different ages. Well, well, let me phrase. They can have a pretty good relationship even if, like, Batman is way older than Superman. Next up, it's a set of questions from my friend Kay. And the first one is, who don't want to see direct Swamp Thing? And, well, right now the word is that James Mangold is going to be directing Swamp Thing. And I've only seen Logan, and I plan to see Indiana Jones. But, I mean, if you can do it, and plus some people do like the idea. So, I mean, I'm on board with it. If, if, if you can make it work, then let's do it. Next is, what villain do I think will be in the Batman and Robin movie? And that's a good question. That's a very good question because it's kind of hard to, to decide now since there's going to be two Batman kind of going side by side. Which is also kind of a downside. I, I forgot to mention when it came, when it came to uh, Marl's question when it comes to Arpat of like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really a big fan of having two Batman going side by side because that means like, you know, one gets to do one thing while the other can't do the other. So like, Patson can't have a Robin or they can't use this villain and that, and that you know, Guns Batman can't use this villain and so on and so forth. But anyways, when it comes to a villain for Brave and the Bold, hmm, I don't know, my gut says Ra's al Ghul or maybe a more obscure Batman villain, but I don't know. It's like, as I was like, what villain do you use for a Batman and Damian Wayne movie, or a movie that's like inter- that's like setting up Dam- Damian Wayne as Robin? I think of the Son of Batman anime movie with like with Deathstroke and Ra's al Ghul. So I don't know, maybe Deathstroke. That's I don't you know yeah that that question stumped me, buddy. That question really stumped me. And lastly, my fan ch- my fan casting for John Stewart, or he actually called him John Diggle, but he means John Stewart. But that's a good question. I think like maybe John David Washington. I think that I think he make a pretty good Green Lantern. Next up is a voice message from my friend Jason. On one hand, I think it's gonna be great. On the other hand, James Gunn really hasn't gotten rid of the problematic actors at at this point. Like he's keeping Ezra around. He's uh, you know basically just saying, oh yeah, no, he he, undo, uh, he undoes everything except for his own existence. And, uh, you know, what, what I'm thinking is, is that that was a perfect opportunity to recast him. And, uh, you know, he's still keeping Peacemaker, still keeping Viola Davis. I mean, you know, more power to him. But, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. That, that concerns me that he's keeping parts of the DCU still present. But for the DCU and all that. And I hope that... Uh, Eventually, down the line, we'll get some uh, really great actors. I hope so, but it's going to be through experimentation at most. 
Yeah, man. I mean, when it comes to the Flash and some of the returning characters in the in the DCU, like it's very conflicting. When it comes to the Flash and Ezra Miller, I mean, I know they did some stuff and they're currently undergoing treatment to kind of fix what's been broken, I guess. But I just really think it might be the best direction to recast. I mean, nothing against Ezra Miller. Like, I like them in Justice League and I look forward to see what they can do in the Flash. And probably this was their meltdown was before or this is or maybe the meltdown was after the film rap filming because Chrissy Clemens said that she had fun filming with him. But maybe she's lying. Who knows? It's Hollywood. It's full of liars. But. Like, yeah, I would, like, I would recast The Flash just, you know, just to keep the controversy out of the DCU. Like, you know, people still want Lucas Till as Barry Allen, and I'm in that camp, well, him or Tom Hopper. And then when it comes to, like, Myel Davis and John Cena and anyone else, like Weasel, who who has been confirmed to return with Sean Gunn. I don't know. I mean, I did have some ideas for if they were to ever redo the DCEU, do like keep what worked and then get rid of what didn't work. So like Cavill and Affleck. But now kind of looking at it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is really confusing. So, I mean, I'm just going to sit back and see what happens. Just enjoy the ride, which I think everyone should do. The next comment is from B-Side Comics, a guy I tend to talk to a lot on Instagram. He says... The good thing about James Gunn is he's is he has the balls to stick to comic a- accurate depictions of the characters. So that's number one most important thing in my book. I'm not a DC fan, but I like movies, and if these films are as good as his Guardians of the Galaxy and Suicide Squad films, then you guys are in good hands. Just hope he doesn't lean too far with social themes and sticks to fun stories. I have faith in James Gunn. I like the Guardian movies. I like Peacemaker. I like Suicide Squad. And I can feel his passion for the DC Universe and how he really wants this to work. And and you can see this with him actually using and referencing like some pretty good comic runs for Superman and Batman and Swamp Thing. Like he's like, he's like, yeah, so Batman will pull from the Grant Morrison run. Superman will pull from Superman All-Star. Swamp Thing will pull from the Alan Moore run, which I don't really think Alan Moore will appreciate that. But he's Alan Moore. He's weird. Like just the mention of those comics... They are sold out everywhere. Like, like seriously, go to Amazon and scalpers have got them. They're charging for like over $100 for them. So, I mean, good luck getting those for a good price. Sorry, I got a uh, big site there. But, like, you know, like, I don't think Marvel has ever done that to where they're like, oh, yeah, we're using these comics for this movie. And then they're sold out like, no. Like, I don't think they even share the, the sort of like source material for their movies. They're just like, probably the most obvious one is Captain America Civil War. And that's it. Like Marvel will pull from certain runs of comics for their movies, but they don't really share what those runs are. You kind of have to piece it together like with Thor Love and Thunder. And plus, you know, even prior to the release of the first few projects for Chapter 1, you know, James Gunn was hinting at like all these comics he was reading. He was was reading like Superman All-Stars. He posted a picture of Kingdom Come. He was like, oh yeah, I like Jonah Hex. I like this character. I like some, these are some of my favorite ape characters. He knows his stuff. Yes, he likes. He probably likes a lot more of the obscure characters, but I mean, guys, DC is more than just Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern, and Flash. Like, there is a whole roster, catalog, toy box of characters that could and should be played with. That's why. That's why I got really excited when he said that Justice League Unlimited was one of his inspirations for the DCU, and that leads me into my next comment. This is from Kirkoff. 
Kirchhoff underscore 22. Sorry if I butchered your name. He says that I like this. I like I like this idea of doing lesser known projects first, building a universe off of obscurity. We've tried starting with Batman, Superman, and the JL, but I'm open and excited for the obscurity of James Gunn. You raised some good points. I mean, we tried to start off with the ground running of Superman, then introduce Batman, then we go into Wonder Woman, then we go into the Justice League, and it blew up in their face. With what James Gunn is doing, it's definitely more of a slow burn. Or at least that's kind of how it looks with the first few projects when it comes to Chapter 1. But like I said, what we got was just the first few projects. There's more to come when it comes to Chapter 1. But I do like how we're just, we're slowly going to build up to the Justice League. Like, yes, we have Superman, we have Batman, we have the Green Lanterns. But then we have Swamp Thing, the Authority. And then we have a sort of a Wonder Woman prequel series that I am pretty sure will lead up to a Wonder Woman project. And also, like I said earlier, you know, one of the inspirations for the DCU was Justice League Unlimited, which had a lot of obscure characters. You know, we had episodes that had like Vigilante, well, the cowboy version of Vigilante, Stargirl before she became popular, um, Wildcat, Green Arrow and Black Canary back when they weren't really as well known as they are today. The next comment is from Samal Fee. Sorry if I pronounced her name. And he said, I feel like it's a little early for Supergirl, but as long as they can make it work, that's cool. She's an awesome character. And yeah, that's kind of my thought process when it comes to a lot of this of, if they can make it work, cool. I mean, I never read Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, but it looks very interesting. Especially compared to what I have mostly seen when it comes to her origin. I definitely think it can make for a pretty interesting movie and even like a fun ride. Plus, it'd be kind of cool to see their, her personality contrast with Superman of he's more optimistic and hopeful while she's more... I've seen some things, man. I've seen some things. Pitier underscore 01 says, at least Booster Gold has to be a blonde guy. And... Okay? I... How do I... What? What? Wyrick1 says, I just want people to keep an open mind about this. We as DC fans have been especially guilty of being overly critical of casting decisions that WB makes, but 8 out of 10, we end up eating our words. I'm just happy that they have a set direction that they are going forward on. Rick, you get a cookie and a gold star. That is what I want to hear when it comes to the DCU. Just keep an open mind. I am always pushing for that when it comes to... DC or Marvel or even Star Wars. Just keep an open mind. And plus, he's not wrong when it comes to DC fans and how they can be a little, a little bit critical. But like he also said, sometimes it's valid and sometimes it's not valid. But the biggest takeaway from Rick here is keep an open mind. And I will keep preaching that until the world ends. My final comment is from T underscore chill who says Elseworld is going to be so much better than everything else going on in the Gods and Monsters universe or the DCU. You might be right, Mr. Chill. There are some pretty good Elseworld films like the Batman and I guess the Joker, but I never saw it. But like I said earlier, I have faith in James Gunn. He has good knowledge of the DC universe. I can feel his passion, his love for these characters. And plus, at least we have a proper direction for the DC Universe, which we haven't had for, like, a very long time now. Thank you to all who submitted their comments and questions. Depending on the feedback of this episode, I might do more. We'll see. 
Anyways, that'll be it for this week's episode of Sam Talks Nerdy. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, leave me a five-star rating and a good review where you can. That will really help me grow my podcast. Also, feel free to leave me a voice message on Anchor, whether it's tell me about your day, your thoughts on the DCU, your thoughts on a Invincible movie, or just tell me hi. I will have that linked in my description along with a link to my Instagram at The Comic Factor. And until next time, stay happy, stay well, stay healthy, live a good life, and I will talk to you next time. Peace out. <laughs>